even back then, years ago, I always focused on it's not just about the food. You have to look at sleep and stress and relationships and all of these things that work together to be a healthy person. We are here at Halo Talks NYC. This is Pete Moore from Integrity Square. I have the pleasure of having Kerry Karofsky Glassman here with me today, a star nutritionist from Nutritious Life. Kerry, welcome to the show. I am so happy to be chatting with you. I'm going to try to keep a straight face while we talk. Uh, of course you will, because <laughs> you're a paid nutritionist, and that's what we have to do. So, Carrie, what I want to do is I want to have everyone who's listening understand what your background is and how you became to be a nutritionist and how you've turned your passion into a profession. So, let us know where you're from and what you've been doing. Okay. So, now, whenever I get asked this question, I actually wonder, do you want me to go all the way back to childhood and how I became a nutritionist? It, yeah, I'd probably or, take it back to like Newton. Take it back to Newton and kind of roll Wayland Weston. Wayland Weston. <laughs> but you were Newton. close. Boston. West of Boston. There we okay. Go. So, as you know, grew up in Boston, was always, uh, I guess this really doesn't matter so much. I was going to say into sports and all that, but all right, let's move forward. I'll let's jump right to high school. So went to college, went to Tufts in Boston. Um, actually, so it kind of starts, well, actually I'm going to go back to middle school. Go wherever you so want. I always say, <laughs> so I always say there's one, one, um, story that my friend, one of my best friends from high school, um, always tells me, always, always jokes about, she's like, I knew you were going to do something in nutrition because in seventh grade science class, and I've told the story so many times, but in seventh grade science class, I supposedly, per Amy Tebow, said, I need almonds because my body's cra- I must be, my body must need vitamin E where, or I'm where craving you almonds. Where that from? Like the library? Exa- well, let me just tell you, I had no idea what vitamin E is probably, right. but I was obviously, I had been reading something or I was just interested in the body and what, how food fueled it. Anyway, okay, so move forward. Went to Tufts University, which has an amazing nutrition program. Um, I did not study nutrition at Tufts because I never thought of myself as a science person. So I actually Mm. was scared to take nutrition one. So I was a political science and uh, major and uh, focused on philosophy. And then actually, so at the time, Tufts also, because it had this great nutrition school, it also had a dining hall that was actually all like health, all healthy. It was called Pound. And uh, they actually used to tell you the calories in the food and the fat in the food. And that, those were in like the fat, those were during the fat free days. But anyway, I used to always want to go to that dining hall and none of my friends wanted to come with me because um, they didn't want to be healthy, but I wanted to be. And so anyway, I had this interest then, but again, didn't start studying nutrition. I also in college gained, I played two sports my freshman year, soccer and lacrosse, and I gained about 15 to 20 pounds that first year. And that's standard, though. Like that is standard. 15, it was actually it was probably more like 2025. 20, Has that changed at all recently? Is it like the freshman? 30 you know what? That's actually, by the way, like that's a good question, though. If it has sugar on Dorito bags and but pizza I also till four think, in the morning instead of two in the morning. But I also think that people that age are more in tune with health now. I think that younger, that being healthy and watching what you eat, and, and I'm not not even talking about dieting, just being healthy has actually, I think reached younger people now like I know a lot of adolescents that are actually just interested in being healthy not about dieting not about their looks I mean they might care about that too but are really interested in it and I think that there's also a lot more um 
there's just a lot more uh, access to uh, exercise in college than I think there used to be. Well, do you think so kids I, on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, you know, are being influenced more by their parents than they are by commercials? Like you're not buying Frosted Flakes and Apple Jacks anymore, or is um, it is still all out there? I think that's still all out there. I mean, I think even if they're influenced by their parents to be active or eat healthy at home, I think that I mean, when kids go out, they're still I do still see a lot of the same kids that go to you know. Soul Cycle are still eating the pizza and the fries when they're out. They're teenagers. But I think by the time they get to college sometimes, and again, we're obviously speaking in very general terms, sure. but I do think knowing a lot, of ki- a lot of kids in their late teens, early 20s, there's a, to me, they all remind me of people sort of like in their early 30s of being interested in being healthy. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Do you think Wait, that, that also is because of like there's just more peer pressure than, than there used to be? Or you think peer pressure is the same? Do you think looking good is still, you know, one of the big you know, hallmarks I, of like childhood. Well, know, this is going to take this conversation in a whole other direction, well, well, but we can get but there. And we'll I will come tell back. you, well, yeah. Okay. We can go on all sorts of tangents. Okay. So I will tell you, I think that it's not peer pressure. I think has always been there and is there. I mean, I'm no psychologist or child, you know, or adolescent expert, but I think that that's always been there and will always be there to some, obviously to some extent. But what I think has changed it is social media. I think that it's now, it's, it's just, it is more intense because kids, teens are seeing what everybody's doing um, 24 hours a day, Snapchat, you're, I mean, you used to go home, be with your parents, and if you weren't out with some friends, you'd think, okay, well, I'm not hanging with my friends today, no big deal. Now you see all, what they're doing on Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that is, I think that's more of an, of, of an issue of why kids are, how kids are being influenced now compared to years ago. And then on that same note, I think Instagram also, you know, people put out their most beautiful pictures. And so you have teens showing their on vacation in their bikinis or, you know, or where they're eating or what they're eating. And so I think um, in that way, I think that teens, that peer pressure has changed or teens are, your people are more influenced by social media. Yeah. So somebody said to me like, that's uh, kind of like you're trying to compare yourself to somebody else's highlight reel. And it yeah, seems like exactly. the highlight reel exactly. is nonstop. Right, and why, when you're a teen trying to figure all this stuff out, right. I mean, it's hard enough for adults. I mean, adults feel that way, or people in business looking at other people's business accounts. People feel that way. So as a teen, it's it's really bad. I mean, I, I feel I actually feel. I mean, social media has some obviously wonderful attributes, and it's it's a great thing um, in general. I think there's a lot of positive aspects about it, but in some ways, for kids, I mean, I tell my kids all the time, like I I wish it could all disappear for your sake. I think, it's, I think it's exhausting. It's exhausting, and to, I think it's awful it, for to, teens. To view it, well, right, but it's management. also it's um, yeah. I mean, I think for businesses, it's it's actually really interesting and fascinating, and I certainly use it in my business all the time, and I actually enjoy it for business. But I think if we were talking about teens and health and social <laughs> aspect of being a teen or a kid, I think it's awful. Like I wish it could all disappear, but it can't. So that's the other thing is you have to actually teach your kids how to embrace it in the right way. Because you can't just take, I mean, I know people too that just say, just my kids aren't allowed on it or things like that. And they take it away. I'm like, you can't do that because this is, that would be like saying, you know, years ago, my kids aren't going to have the telephone. Yeah, no television. (laughs) No no telephone, telephone, no television. It's not realistic. So you have to, I say you have to embrace it and teach them how to use it properly. And also, like you said, not to look, understand that it's a highlight reel. Understand, you know, the type of people that you should follow and be inspired by versus, you know, make you upset. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is taking a, a complete tangent from where I wanted to go, but it's actually, I think, enlightening from a standpoint of if you do educate yourself, 
as a teen on proper nutrition. Mm -hmm. You're going to probably have to do less on the exercise side mm -hmm. in order to look good in the pictures if that's what you're striving for on Instagram or social media because you actually know what you're putting in your body, which I believe back in the day you had something called KKG body fuel. Is that correct? Okay, so my business originally. Oh, so we're going right back. Good. By the way, good way to loop you this see, whole conversation. I just got back into that because I just remembered the but, KKG no, I'm, Body Fuel, way, which is an awesome name. I don't know why it's disappeared. Wait, I want it back. I'm impressed though with the whole taking that tangent in a full circle and going right back there. So this we were saying this is not the behind the scenes in, podcast. This I is the actual <laughs> podcast. Like you're not not cutting this part. Keep going. I know. So that's okay. I can say that, right? Yeah, it's fine. Keep going, please. Please. <laughs> Okay, so um, where people people like to hear that stuff? Yeah, they want, they we'll, want to hear real conversation. We'll, we'll find out. Okay, they want to hear out. real conversation. All Let's right. Keep going. So when we were when I had gets. said that I was at Tufts and that I was doing this, so then when I graduated, I worked for Sports Illustrated, and this is going back to KKG Body Fuel. Oh yeah. So what I want to say, so I worked at Sports Illustrated for a couple of years. I wanted to do something in the sports world. But I found myself just reading Health Magazine while I was supposed to be doing my work. And I was like, you know what? I really should do something. This is clearly a passion. So I went back to school for nutrition. In, I was in New York at the time. So I went back to school for nutrition at NYU. Um, and at the same time, I, wor I worked for many. I mean, I worked at Equinox. I worked for a dietitian. I worked at a hospital. So I got a lot. I tried to get as much experience as possible while I was a student. And then um, after I graduated and I worked with you at Fitness Venture that Group. That is true. We sold software before there were smartphones, before there was DSL, yes. and before there were T1 lines or Wi-Fi. By the way, there I didn't no know. Wi there was no Wi-Fi, but I didn't know it was before DSL. Really? Yeah, we tried to convince people to get a DSL line for $35 a month. That's insane. So we were trying to sell, Carrie and I were trying to sell fitness and nutrition software to health club operators who are not known as the most savvy users of technology to begin with. That's maybe why they opened up a health club on the first place so yeah. here we are today and now the technology is actually pretty well infused into the space so right it, it, we were very pioneers well. yeah pioneers. so anyway so but after that and working with you and I, I had still was seeing some clients and I knew that really seeing clients was a was a very big passion of mine so I went to open up a private practice and I just dove in and opened a private practice and uh, I named it my initials, KKG, Body Fuel, because, um, again, food is the fuel for the body. And I actually, this is really funny, so I wish we could show a picture right now. Maybe if we had a visual somewhere, we will yeah, find it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it. out a way for all of you to have visual. But anyway, we'll the, do is we'll, the first... We'll, right when this comes on, we'll like have a, link, a hot link, and okay. someone can check it out and then come back. I want really good music to go along with the logo. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. We'll work through it. No problem. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the logo, though, and this is about 15 years ago. The logo was um, an icon for an apple for food, and then it had a little arrow going to a little drop for water, and then it had an arrow going to a little bed for sleep, and it had an arrow going to a brain with little buzzing things coming out of it for stress. And then there was one more for, there was one more. But anyway, it was a whole, it was the cycle. And it was because even back then, years ago, I always focused on, it's not just about the food. You have to look at sleep and stress and relationships and all of these things that work together to be a healthy person. You can't just spin your wheels and exercise. Oh, I had exercise. I had an, someone exercising. That was the other right. little um, thing there. Anyway, so I focused a lot on um, how, even way back when, on how stress and sleep and all of these others, what I now call pillars of nutritious life, work together from a behavioral standpoint 
and a physiological standpoint. So, you know, when you eat well, you feel good, you want to work out, and then you work out, you lower your cortisol levels, your, you know, your stress hormone, and then you also sleep better, you sleep better in the morning, you know, your hunger hormone is at a better place, and you're also, your cortisol's more in line. So all of these things work together. So even, I always say, you know, I've been sleep and stress, um, thankfully, is people are talking about a lot more now than they used to, but I always say, like, that was always a hardcore foundation of my business, even though it was called KKG Body Fuel. I, I eventually changed the name to Nutritious Life. And when you started to do the, the clinical side of the business, you know, you basically became like a nutritionist, but you're also, you know, basically so much therapist. You really need to get into yeah. their entire life to figure out like, why are you eating this way? Or, or exactly. like, what's going on in your brain? Exactly. That forced you to do this. Why are you eating late or your habits or your routine? So exactly. Is this kind of, the, is that still like the bedrock of what you're, you're doing? Or are you really more focused on the food now because other people are kind of solving for those things and other no we I mean at nutritious life we still we always say you know it's not just about the food and you have to focus on all of those components absolutely I always say stress sleep exercise relationships your environment all of these things are equally important and if you don't focus on each of them you don't have to be focused on all eight of them you know in in an intense way all the time some of them some things just become habit and sometimes you need to focus on areas more than others for sometimes you know some people They've got exercise down pat. They exercise five days a week. They've got a trainer two days a week. I mean, they're totally that they're in, they're doing great there. Maybe they drink a lot of water, but their stress and their sleep is really off. Like mm-hmm. we might focus on that first. So, but I always, I mean, that's a huge component of a nutritious life is looking at all these pillars. Well, the one thing I like about nutritious life is that it doesn't have the word diet in it because I feel like that word has been uh, so overplayed and, and everyone's like, oh, I'm trying this paleo diet. I'm right. trying this other diet. And it's like. And then they're off and they're, they feel relieved that they've done it. It's almost like a race. Right. And I, w- done. I always say it's a diet. You have to look at diet as a noun. Everyone has a diet. Right. Everyone has a diet. It could be a diet of Doritos and Coke, or it could be a diet of kale and sweet potatoes. But everybody has a diet. You're not dieting or don't go on it. You know, don't start to diet. So you have to think How do, how do you way. feel about some of these new tests that are being done on people doing blood tests and trying to figure out like what the right diet or what the right nutritious plan should be. Do you think some of that's a little too I'm not really deep scientific and not, I'm not really the biggest fan. And okay. here's why I'll tell you, it's like if I go into the doctor right now and I got an allergy test, I'm going to find some things that I, maybe I shouldn't be eating or, or you know, they, they come up, you know, and, and maybe they'll say you shouldn't be eating strawberries. I've never had an issue with strawberries. I've never, I don't get, I don't have a GI issue going on. Something's not happening with my skin right now. Right. I mean, if you have a condition or you have something that's wrong, if you're feeling lethargic, if you have stomach aches every time you eat, if you have gas and bloating, if your skin looks, you know, is, is, is not great. You know, there's, if you have something, you want to take a look at your diet, but you don't necessarily need to even do that. But again, sometimes people just go, they're like, I just want to be on a better diet. I'm going to focus on, I'm going to find out. But meanwhile, there's nothing wrong. And then you go and you have a test and you're like, all of a sudden, okay, I can't have that. I'm going to do, and it doesn't, it, it's not even getting you anywhere. It's not doing anything. It's not improving your diet so much. Right. So I think if you have an issue, focus on what that issue might be. If every time you eat um, dairy, you have, you know, you get a stomach ache, well, then maybe dairy doesn't work for you. So we don't need a blood test for that. It's basically, right. well, it's I, like, I can right, you can figure that, you can, you can really figure out, especially if you're working with a dietitian or, you know, a health coach, you can figure out most of it doing an elimination diet or, um, 
even just, you know, even obviously if you want to, if you have been having more serious problems and you need to have an allergy test, that's different. But just to find out, to go a little bit deeper, like, oh, the, and the other thing about it is, so let's say you find out you need a little more um, vitamin C. Like mm-hmm. if you're eating a very healthy, balanced diet, it's what you should be doing anyway. You can look at someone's diet, look at their food journal and know, hey, you don't get any fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. You're, don't, you're probably not getting enough vitamin C. Right. So we, you need to do that anyway. So by looking at someone's food journal and figuring out how they feel and what's going on with them, I think you solve the majority of the problems without stressing people out about, oh no, I have this much vitamin C in my body. I have to have this and I have to do that. Like, I just think for the majority of people, it's unnecessary. I see all these commercials about all these different drugs that people can take to, you know, lower their, uh, you know, cholesterol or, or mm-hmm. blood pressure or what, and then they give you like all the side effects and it's like well right. I'd just rather have the current condition or maybe I should just eat a nutritious right. you know live a nutritious life and, and go to the gym and, and probably 80% of the people would be off of these well, the prescription other th- drugs I feel like if we just educated them well you just hit on a really good point uh, a couple of things one when people go on one medication it often causes something else that then they have to go on another medication mm-hmm. so it's, it's like the slippery slope and it can be a spiral obviously there are times that people have to go on meds. I'm not saying that people should just, if you have to be on a med for blood pressure or high cholesterol, you shouldn't go on it. But um, it is, it can be a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Or then the medication, you can't sleep, so then you're taking something to sleep, and then your sleep is, I mean, there's many, there's all different scenarios like that. Um, but the other point I wanted to make, so you just want to make sure if it's something like, oh, I could lose 10 pounds first, and then maybe control my blood pressure and not have to go on that med. Well, I would say if you're not eating really healthy and exercising and you have 10 pounds to lose, Lose those 10 pounds before you do that. Like, don't just go to the med. So you have to really, that should be sort of like the last line of defense. And then the other thing with I was going to say with that is, um, what did I just want to tell you with the medication thing, too? You can can come back to it when we go to the I know I had something good I wanted to tell you. I wanted to, you just love that old name. Wait, I wanted to tell you something else about that, though, with the meds. Oh, I always say, too, some people are like, well, what should I eat? I have... um, high cholesterol or low blood pressure or high blood pressure or whatever is going on. And the truth is that most healthy diets are good for everything. <laughs> like I always say, what's good for the heart is good for the mind is mm-hmm. good for the brain. Like, or I just said brain, mind, whatever. But right. what's good for, I was going to think, is good for, you know, the bones. <laughs> it's, it's all like what, when you eat a healthy diet, it's going to be healthy for really everything. Right. So you have... Somebody said to me one time, you have to become an expert at anything. You have to have over 10,000 hours. Someone said, I read that book. I yeah, read that I read book. That book <laughs> so obviously you're an ten, expert. 10,000 hours. Wasn't that an example of the, it was 10,000 hours. Didn't they use like the hockey example and the. I think it was Freakonomics maybe. It wasn't Freakonomics. It was another, Something it was his like first that? one. It yeah. was, um, it's going to come to me. It was um, to you before the podcast. Oh my god! Sure. It wasn't Freakonomics. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. And who? Someone listening out there knows. Knows. All right. Let them is. guess. All You're right. correct. Thank you. Yes. Please uh, to text that into nine one seven. No, I'm not By the way, I tell. But can I tell you? Crazy? I've used that. I use that on my kids when they're when they're when my son's playing video games. I'm like, listen, you are definitely an expert here. Right. We know that. You are an expert. You've probably logged. No, I'm not that bad of a parent. He probably hasn't logged ten thousand, but he's logged too many hours and it's it's a problem we're working on it but i would say imagine if you've put every one of those hours into soccer you're an awesome soccer player but imagine how great you'd be you know so i was like you have to choose where you where you spend your hours i think that's great so let's parlay that into how you're spending your hours now yes and we're growing this company in order to 
teach other nutritionists how to run yeah. their nutrition practice, which will hopefully proliferate into a worldwide schooling yeah. of people that are going to spread the message. So why don't you tell our listeners about what's going on with the training school? So when I started my practice, as we said, and it was called KKG Body Fuel, I started with this binder, which was basically to ke- keep myself accountable. And also because I just was thinking big, I like to think big. And I was thinking that one day I'd have new, you know, body fuel people throughout the country um, working at either licensing it or or somewhere, I don't know, having franchises of the office at that point. Anyway, so um, I created this binder, and then I hired dietitians in my office, and I had uh, five dietitians working for me, and I trained them using, sort of, I would say, this binder, this program of what to do on the first session, the second session, on the nutritious life philosophy. So then eventually I knew, and then I was also doing media, working for Women's Health, working, you know, going on shows like Today Show, Dr. Oz, etc., um, writing books. I've written four books over the past 10 years, and doing lots of other stuff, lectures, and Anyway, so I had the practice and I had sort of all that other stuff. Uh, and then I decided I had, I really wanted, like when I said, when I started that binder, I always had this vision of taking it and, like I said, get, getting to people, getting it to people throughout the country. So at this point, um, I went, I was talking to a lot of different people about how can I take this and, and just make it bigger or license it or how do I do this? And then anyway, I finally met with someone who said, well, you don't have to license it or anything. We can just put it online. We can create the videos and put them online. So that's what I did, and I started it, and I said, and then we were about to launch it, and it was just called the Nutritious Life Certification. And I was, again, thinking big. I said, I don't want this just to be the Nutritious Life Certification, because then that's just one certification. I want a whole school. I want to educate people um, on every area of nutrition. This is just our first product. So literally at the 11th hour, we changed it. We, called, we changed the whole program to being the Nutrition School. And then, you know, the Nutritious Life Certification is that is one certification. We're creating many other courses right now. But anyway, we have almost 500 people that are taking it. Um, you can be a health coach, a trainer, a yoga instructor. Um, you can just want to, you know, get your foot wet nutrition because you've been you've been extremely passionate throughout your life. Or and then we also have a whole bunch of dietitians. So sort of dietitians is one bucket of people we have, and then sort of everybody else in the health world. So if you're if you're a dietitian, does count towards some kind of continuing education yeah. credit? If and- you're a dietitian, you get 12 credits. You get twelve credits. Yeah, you okay. get twelve credits. Yeah. Got it. And if you're, and if I'm a personal trainer, which I'm not, but I might be one day, um, does that then I become a, a nutritious life certified? And yep. what does that allow you me become, to do? You become nutritious life certified. Um, I always say you can't do things like medical nutrition therapy. You're not going to counsel us, let's say, on specifically on cardiovascular disease or. Um, but I could give somebody a meal plan and say, exactly. hey, look, this is what your calorie yep. count is, yep. this is your energy levels. and Exactly. And we're also accredited by AADP, the Academy for American Academy of Drugless Practitioners. So you get your AADP letters after your name, and you're still considered a health coach. So a nutritious life, we say nutritious life health coach. So you're a nutritious life certified. Um, so it's really, we have, I think a lot of people that are giving nutrition information, but don't have a foundation, didn't go to nutrition school or not an RD to them. It gives them that foundation. So they feel more confident and they actually know, well, they know more, but they also feel more confident in what they're talking about to their clients. Um, do, and then do those the people tend part, to, do those people tend to just start to interrupt yeah. you? Cause I've never interrupted you before. It's like the first time ever, but do a lot of these people after they go to the school, do they use you as a resource or use yeah. your, your company as a resource say like, look, I want to do this and I want to try and scale my business and, yeah. and use your content to do that. So that's another, that's another great point. So we give, um, there's hundreds of handouts that go along with these videos. So you have access to these handouts and the videos for life. We also have expert videos of other people that I've been friends with over the years that are experts in our field. 
and you also get sort of those bonus videos. But then the best part is also, or maybe I don't know if it's the best part, but I think one of my favorite parts is our Facebook community because everybody on there, not only do I go on there and answer questions and talk with people, but also they are so supportive of each other and there's so much incredible knowledge in that group. It's, I mean, it amazes me every day. I go in there and I'm, I think to myself, I can't believe like I started this group. It's, they're incredible, so smart and, and also so supportive and empowering of each other. So you, you've taken this, um, so you've been doing this now since what, 2000, 2001? 2001, I've been an RD and then 2002, well, 2002, I started my practice. Yeah, right. 2002, so, I started so, the practice. So 15 so years, and now yeah. you've got this community and, mm-hmm. and these books out there, and, and you're obviously you know, a celebrity nutritionist and on, on television and you know, spreading the gospel. How, wh- how do you get it to a point where you say, you know what, this is kind of beyond Kerry Glassman. You mm-hmm. know, this is nutritious life, and I'm kind of c- the conductor of the nutritionist. Mm-hmm. And, and how, do you, how do you think about like, letting go versus having control? Like people put user-generated information that have gone through the school, maybe you don't fully agree with, you know, their philosophy, but it's kind of somewhat better than not any philosophy. Yeah, I, I mean, what I always think is, first of all, I, I'm, I would rather spread the word than be so controlling and only see a certain amount of people. I always say I want to reach as many people as possible and help them raise their nutrition a notch. So by reaching the people in the nutrition school and by having them spread the nutritious life message, I'm reaching the people who are reaching people. Right. So it's really, it, I mean, it's just... It, it's enabling me to reach so many more people. And of course, I mean, but I even dealt with that on a smaller level in my practice, just because I had the dietitians that were working for me, just because they were working for me didn't mean that every single thing that came out of their mouth was me, and that doesn't have to be. I always said I want them to have their own thoughts, opinions, personality. This is just sort of an overall nutritious life message. So, I mean, and somebody in California counseling their you know, client that they've been working with for 10 years, they know probably better. My philosophy sort of just is their foundation. And the community is, you know, allows them to ask what questions they might have. That's great. Well, Carrie, thanks for coming on the Halo Talks. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really proud of what you've built. And we're looking forward to the future success and spreading the word about nutritious life. Thank you. All right.